Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your hosts, Jay and Dre. Welcome in. You are indeed listening live to Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast here with you on a Tuesday night, July the 12th, 2022. I'm Dre. He's Jay. Got a hot hour of whatever the hell we want to talk about. Uh, might be sports, might be other things. We've uh, The last couple of shows have had literally no sports uh, talk at all. I mean, you know, maybe a topic here or there. So uh, got a few things that have happened in the sports world that are of some interest, and we'll definitely get to those tonight. Jay, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, thought it would be a good idea. You know, you're going to be going off on your trip here soon. Get one final, uh, what might be one of our last uh, Kings of Non-Sequitur shows in before we start falling in, falling into our pattern. we got Hall of Infamies coming up. Uh, then we've got maybe one more show in between that and our football preview that we usually will uh, do. So, and then that's usually a fairly football heavy show because we're talking about, you know, developments and injuries and, you know, things that have happened, even though we don't talk much about preseason, sometimes there's a lot of stories and there's a lot of stories. So we're not usually story heavy, um, but sometimes they're big enough that they're worth talking about. So this, this one, we can just talk about whatever the hell we want. Good old potpourri show. Um, the last show we had was hard truths that had some, you know, some structure to it. Cause you had some things you had to get off your chest. So now we can kind of play a little catch up here and do a little summer rewind. I always have things to get off my chest. I could do that every, uh, every day. I could yep. have a, a <laughs> one or two hour show about hard truths every single day of the week. And then some people actually do that and get paid handsomely for it. I wish I could be one of those people. You should look um, into that. I wish I was that talented. We, uh, you briefly went through our upcoming schedule for uh, our loyal listeners. Um, so it looks like the uh, next, not next weekend, but the weekend after when I get back from oh, wow. my uh, night, sweetheart. I wasn't talking to you, Drake. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm dis- I'm disappointed. Cute factor ran in and gave me a hug. <laughs> okay. I didn't know what that was. I thought you said owl, like you got hurt. I'm like, what What are you doing over well, there? Well, yeah, because she uh, went to give me a hug, and her head jammed into my earphone. Oh. <laughs> uh, the love hurts sometimes. Yeah. Um, so uh, the weekend of, what was it, the 23rd, you said, for the baseball? Um, uh, yes. 23rd, 24th. Uh, yeah, Sunday the 24th is probably – when we're going to come back on for our baseball hall of infamy uh, hosted this year by Jay and uh, I'll be just along for the ride. Um, won't be a problem for me uh, getting back in town uh, the Saturday before the 23rd. And then I don't really have to do any preparation. So Jay will be handling the uh, festivities that evening. And then we talked about for the football hall of infamy uh, done by me this year, uh, somewhere on the weekend, around the weekend of August the 6th, 
um, because you'll be going uh, out of town the 7th. Is that right? That is correct. So, we'll yeah, my vacation at... starts on Sunday the 7th, but since that show will be uh, primarily handled by you, yep. Uh, good night. Yeah, other than just doing some packing or some last minute laundry, I won't have much going on that night. So, so we're looking at that weekend. I'm sure I know the Hall of Fame game is the fourth uh, of yes, August, Friday the fourth, uh, Thursday, and but so Thursday. we're looking at. Sorry. Yeah, so we're looking at either Friday or Saturday, whatever, whichever day I decide to do the uh, the Football Hall of Infamy show, and Jay will be along for the ride for that. So that's the uh, Hall of Infamy schedule. Um, as Jay said, we usually get one more show in before we get down to brass tacks and make our uh, AFC and NFC previews at the end of the month after the uh, ex- uh, exhibition season has finished. Um, and I don't want to get any hopes up. I haven't asked uh, at all. But uh, since they've never turned me down before, I would get some uh, excitement and hope that if I do ask uh, them to come on for an August show, a uh, little NFL preview possibly with uh, Renard and Cass. And I'll definitely oh, sure. reach out to them for that uh, after I get back in town. Well, um, they're always something different this year um, because they've always invited us on their show before Mm -hmm. and we've never been able to go on their show the both of us but i'm off sundays now there you go we can make an appearance and we can invade uh their podcast uh and and grace them with our presence as they've done for us many times and they were off uh they they their show was not uh a show the last maybe year or two but i believe i've I was reading on one of their profiles, I believe uh, Cass's Twitter, that uh, they're intending to start back this year. So that would be perfect uh, well, that we can then come back and, and, and grace our uh, grace their show with our presence uh, as they return back to, to what they do. They must have um, heard I was off on Sundays. They, and they had to scramble and get back immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we can get Jay on now. Yeah. Change of plans, everybody. <laughs> Got their big production crew back together and, and – Put, put the band back together and get the show on the road. You don't need, I think we've proven, you, come on, you don't need a production crew. I mean, if you can get one, it's better to have one oh, than I not. mean, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. I, I don't have that I'd kind love, of money. I'd love to have someone pull sound clips for us and uh, old clips from the show and, you know, put some little, little uh, highlight reel packages together and stuff for us. That would be great. I would also like someone that would be able to sit there and do sound drops while we're talking so that I don't have to talk and also right. search for the sound drops at the same time, which is not easy. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a dream. All we can do is dream. Um, I have no idea where you where you want to start, uh, what, what you want to get to. I, I, I charted out some stuff uh, in the show description just because like we, we had to go. We got to talk about something. We gotta, yeah. Well, those I figured are, are we had to drop in with. this show at the last minute. You know, we just had to get this one in because the Bears traded for Nikhil Harry today. <laughs> huge, huge news for the uh, Chicago Bears. Wow. Uh, blockbuster. You, you got to be Super Bowl or bust right now, right? I mean, drink that Kool-Aid, sir. Well, they had to do something uh, after this spectacular summer and, and off season in which they managed to get not one, not two, but three different members of their roster arrested. Now, 
it's a longstanding tradition for us wow. to make fun of the NFL offseason on this show, and now the, yeah. it seems to just be you know, arrest season. Oh, we know the NFL offseason has started because people start getting arrested. But I, I'm hard-pressed to remember uh, a, a team pulling off a trifecta like that, to, to have three separate members of their roster uh, get put in handcuffs in the same offseason. That that might be some kind of record. So uh, congrats. Uh, good job out of the new Bears brass uh, just starting up. Uh, what a way to hit the ground running for the new GM. You should be so proud. As far as Nikhil Harry, they gave him they gave up a seventh round pick. That's literally no, no. nothing. They didn't even they didn't even give up a seventh round pick. They gave up a seventh round pick next year, not this upcoming draft. The draft after. They gave up a twenty twenty four seventh round rounder. pick. Yeah. I mean, the one next year might be too valuable. They're going to be so bad. Yeah. Uh, can't risk the number uh, 180-something. you got to push it out <laughs> even farther, so maybe it'll be 199. Or, I, I don't but know. don't you worry. That seventh-rounder, Bill Belichick, he's picking a Hall of Famer. But pro Bowler, multiple-time Pro Bowl, that, offensive yeah. lineman, something. Yeah, some, some, yeah, someone great, no doubt. No, no doubt right. about it. I figured that would be exciting news for you that the Bears, I mean, obviously, they paid nothing. Right. So it can't hurt. My issue is that they just don't have good wide receivers. Like, this, uh, is, no. uh, in a, this is another addition to a wide receiver room that's already lacking in talent, and they just added somebody else who also appears to be lacking in talent, although he might be the best in that room now, which that's doesn't really bad. say anything about the room. That, yeah. Okay. As always, Justin, good luck, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so the Kool Aid's not uh, not going down as easy this year as it was last off season. It sounds like. Well, I already put my cards on the table as far as Chicago this season. Like they they can go two and fifteen, and what it 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 doesn't really matter. They don't have the talent. They're not going to compete. They're not winning the division. They're not getting a playoff spot. It's all about Justin Fields getting the reps and developing and right. getting those those yips out of himself because he clearly is a and he's a, he was a rookie so it's not like I'm trashing him or saying that he shouldn't have but he clearly had some issues last year uh, uh, avoiding pressure and uh, the the speed of the game was was clearly a problem it got, it got better it got much better at it as the season went along uh, but man those, those first few games it was it was not good so that's all I'm concerned about. Uh, hopefully that he gets enough reps to, to get those yips out of him without getting too many reps and getting too, you know, too many hits is what I'm yeah. concerned with. And, and it's not even getting Justin Fields more reps. It, it was getting Matt Nagy gone. That that helps too. Because there was no playbook written for Justin Fields. Justin Fields was running the Andy Dalton playbook. So, so wrong. That Just absolutely wrong to have no game plan to use the guy's skills as best you could. Like any coach would have done that. That that that's not even hard. Just you look at you look at the field, you look at your player and you see how different he is from your uh from 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 you know QB one, uh Andy Dalton. And you go, okay, let's throw this out, that out, this out, this that out, and let's bring in some things that actually puts Justin Fields' skills to use much better. And and, and he just he didn't do it. He just refused to do it. I I I, I, I hypothesized at the time that I really, and I still believe it, I think he was just trying to string everything out. 
and and be able to go back to Virginia McCaskey and say, you got to give me one more year. The kid just wasn't ready. You see how unprepared he was. Let's ignore the fact that I'm the one that unprepared him. Uh, he's just he wasn't ready. He was unprepared, and and I need another year. I you, you got to give me one more year with the kid. And and, Steve, and and Virginia was like, no, fuck this. You're done. Get out. <laughs> Good. And that's that should have been the uh, response the previous season. But they Perhaps. go on that three out of four stretch at the end and make the, right. the that playoff Salvage game. Salvage of the year, yeah. yeah. And if that playoff game didn't leave you wanting, you know, <laughs> we knew. But they, but at that point, we were like, oh no, they're bringing them back. And we, you and I both knew it was going to be oh, yeah. a disaster, and it turned out to be a disaster. But yeah, I, I, I sort of tongue in cheek was giving you high praise for that Nikhil Harry pickup because it, it's a <sighs> slow news day. Uh, the of course biggest. NFL news uh, of the summer happened uh, with Baker Mayfield moving on and the Cleveland Browns. uh, They finally completely committed to the Deshaun Watson thing, uh, the mistake, the uh, situation. The whole thing feels icky and terrible, and uh, it doesn't get any better as as the days go on and, and the waiting stretches out and everyone waits to see what the punishment finally is going to be for him getting himself sued by 20-something odd uh, massage therapists, I guess you would call them. Yeah, and, was it 25? But 20, I believe, are settled. It's, it's, a, it's a huge, whatever the number is. I mean, what number would we be looking at going – that's not so bad. That's not so bad. Oh, four? Oh, that's nothing. Oh, yeah. Really? I mean, no, one <laughs> was enough. I mean, yeah. but 25, um, but he settled with 20 of them. So, you know, he, he ponied up for 20 of them, but then you still have the lawsuit hanging out there. Uh, most recent thing I heard said that the NFL and the union and, and all the parties sort of involved are, some, are bouncing somewhere between a 12 to 16 game ban. I, it always it always seemed like a year was on the yeah. table. It always felt like that was sort of what every everyone was angling for and what all the rumors right. were. And so, yeah, that that's, wouldn't be surprising at all if that's what comes and, out. So, and what I'm hearing is that the NFL is pushing hard for whatever kind of a ban he gets. He will have to apply for reinstatement, uh, which well, yeah, because <laughs> he gets he gets suspended and then oh wait. 18 more women come <laughs> right. forward, you know, exactly. And, yeah. You know, it's, so it, it's going to be, it's not going to be insubstantial. And so the, the Browns decide to trade Baker Mayfield for, for a five. And they got what they could, man. I, I <laughs> mean, might have fallen. If that was the market and we have more of a, a mid-season they, they they extended the trade deadline right i believe so yeah what yeah, if, all can, or so. if all you can pry out of somebody is a five don't you let the season just run them out there he's he, he'd be a lame duck anyways run them out there let them play maybe he builds up some trade value you know some 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 capital um show he shows them you know, or or maybe they get fi- they get hot, they catch fire, um, and it you know they don't feel so, you know, required to go back to Deshaun Watson right away because um, he could be gone for the whole year. 
So uh, he could. It's, it's a conditional like the, 2024 uh, fifth oh round boy. pick again, uh, going out a, a year. The 2023 the, is not the year apparently for draft picks. I, Everybody I, I, wants no, to this trade. Must be a huge draft coming up that nobody wants to trade any of these 2023 draft picks. I, I guess. Uh, so 2024-5, Mayfield also had to agree to take a $3.5 million pay cut to get out of the – I think this is why they had to take what they could. He, he was That relationship was completely uh, – and we've seen relationships get strained to the point of no return, and then sometimes, somehow the player returns. Uh, but I think this was where Baker sort of looked around and said, you, you traded for that guy? You Really? After all yeah. I went through with a broken back and playing like shit, just trying to struggle and keep my my team alive and my franchise, and then you turn around and trade for for this chode. This is how you. This is what you think of me, really? Okay. Yeah, I think that was just they they had to get rid of him because it felt like it felt like they're gonna have to cut him all off season because there didn't seem to be much of a market. There was a bunch of rumors Denver, and then they right. get Russell Wilson. Seattle been rumored all this time, but. Uh, everything that came out of the Seahawks camp was like, uh, no, we, we, we're, we're not interested at all. Um, so, yeah, I think they really honestly got what they what they could, the best they could from, from the Carolina Panthers. Um, and, and so, yeah, from the Browns' standpoint, I think they did what they what they could. I think this is they had to get rid of them. They had to move on. The, the relationship was over. What it what makes me uh, – watch this this whole situation with a raised eyebrow is they had to know that the 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 Sean Watson punishment was probably going to result in this season being a, being a wash. Yeah. Now the Baker Mayfield deal, what what are you left with? You with Jack Brisket for for the entire season, Jacoby Brissett and this is not really, you know, going forward a playoff type of, of of situation if your quarterback is your number one quarterback is Jacoby Brissett. I don't even know who's who would be behind him, but you, you go from Baker and and for all his faults and he wasn't very good and we both you know trashed the pick when it happened because just number one overall no not <laughs> did not strike us as as someone who deserved that. Um, but I'll I'll give him his due. He tried like hell. Um, he wasn't great. He had some flashes. He, he showed some flashes where, you know, again, I, I know I bring him up every time. Sam Bradford, to me, never showed flashes of being a number one overall pick. At least Baker Mayfield at times showed flashes. Like, okay, I think I kind of see uh, why they did that. Um, but overall, just not very good. And then last year, uh, by the metrics, by the eye test, by watching whatever measurement you want to see, he got worse and worse and worse and worse, probably because he's trying to play through broken bones in his back, which I can't even imagine how much pain he had to have been in, how much he was getting shot up all year. And his coach probably should have just sat his ass down at some point, uh, Kevin Stefanski, but he, he chose not to. Um, and then at the end, this is the, the, the payment that he gets for, for sacrificing and doing that as he gets shuttled off to, to the Panthers. Um, I think the Browns are, are, are in contention, uh, not for a playoff spot, but for worst organization in the league. They are, they're running for it. They are going for it right along with the Texans, where Deshaun Watson came from. And the – what are they now? The Commanders? The Commandos? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, Washington. They're right there. Yeah, the they're, they're in the run. Mm, right. Commanders um, is making me wistful for, for Washington football team. 
Right. As terrible as Washington football team was, I, I, I think I'm with you. I think I prefer that over commanders because that's just dumb. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't like the Browns uh, outlook at all this season, uh, you know, with Baker or without, but at least with Baker, you have a, you know, a representative chance at, at, at a playoff spot. You have a guy that actually has, you know, gone to Pittsburgh and won a playoff game and he's actually done some, some things, uh, Without him, what what are you doing? What what are the Browns doing, and and how are they going to contend this year with, with Jack Brisket as their quarterback? I just I, I, you know, they they did what they had to do, but I don't like the Browns' outlook right now. Yeah, that's and that's you know that's a completely loaded roster. So let so let's not forget what the Cleveland Browns achieved, or shall we say, underachieved the last few years with Baker. I mean, they still. Yeah, just didn't have, they weren't getting it done. You know, and that, that's where it really comes down to is with all that talent, right? And you look at, they've got Chubb and Hunt, and they've got what they brought in, David Njoku, and let's look at this wide receiver room. I'm looking at it right now. Amari Cooper. They got Amari, went and got Amari Cooper. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and then some guys. But th- that's just, it's just crazy how loaded up that team has been. Plus they have that defense. That defense has been great. I mean, they have had a, we, we've talked about that. They've been a quarterback away, right? They're one They're of those really teams mean, that have been winning despite their quarterback. Not despite their quarterbacks. Right. Right. We talk about it. And the Browns are a team that we talk about that all the time, which is funny because as soon as Baker got traded, boy, talk about, Oh, Twitter explodes. Um, and the, social, the social medias were blowing up with just how amazing Baker Mayfield is. And he <laughs> brought that franchise back from nothing. And, uh, you know, you know what Baker Mayfield did? He played mediocre quarterback and he did some really funny commercials. That's his legacy. <laughs> That's what he did. So he gets to go to Carolina now where I don't even know how, how indebted do they even feel it, to him in Carolina? They, Cause they gave, uh, Sam Darnold the bag. I mean, he's on a pretty hefty contract. So the uh, yeah, the the Roto World write up about the trade mentions that exact point that yeah, uh, with with Mayfield and Darnold, it's now the number one and number three overall pick from the 2018 draft. So they got two of the top three quarterbacks in that draft, or two of the th- top three picks in that yeah. draft. And if you put them together, you might have a pretty damn good quarterback. But you can't put them together. You can't play them both at the same time. I don't think that's actually um, that's actually really funny. I, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, when when you see the list of the quarterbacks that were drafted after them, and I think the two big ones that jump out were uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. I, I wonder wonder how that's going to look. You know, ten years from now when they decide to do let's do the, you know, whatever was it twenty eighteen. Yeah. Well, let's do the 2018 draft redraft. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Darnold, $18.86 million this year. It's it's fully guaranteed. He's not going yeah. anywhere. Right. Baker's money is, is now fully guaranteed. He's not going to – yeah, it's basically going to be like a, a battle all year between them. And would it surprise either one of us if they wound up switching back and forth all year? All right, Baker's hot now. Keep him in there, and then three weeks well, later, oh, he, he threw four interceptions. Darnold, get in there. Yeah, you, you, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one, right? <laughs> exactly. 
And that's yeah, that's going to be short hook, I think, all season long. Somewhere it's going to be Darnold's job when he starts, and maybe they start hot again, and you know, and then he hits the wall or he gets hurt, and then here comes Baker, and it, it's going to be uh, kind of ugly. And you know, and Baker, we could talk about you know the Panthers. Well, one of the Panthers was, was that Robbie Anderson didn't even want him, and then backtracked, and he was like, "Well, no, I was just supporting my quarterback." Mm. Okay. Yeah, when the rumors first started about uh, possibly acquiring Darnold, uh, Anderson responded to one of those stories on Twitter with just yeah. the word "no" yeah. about five O's. <laughs> so, which was a, a yeah, great, and then they luck. wind up trading for him anyway. Yeah, good luck winning that locker room. Well, he was rumored to go multiple <laughs> places. Apparently, Seattle didn't want him. They'd rather go with that quarterback room of uh, Drew Locke and Oh God, Geno Smith. Yeah. What? When you're committed to mediocrity, just you stick with what you got. Why give I up guess. capital and assets to bring in more mediocrity? I mean, right. Uh, and, and and I guess if you're Seattle, why would you spend anything? Because you know you're a last place team. Right. You know Seattle's you're not gonna, really in contention. Right, no. uh, Seattle's going to be one of the worst teams in football this year. I mean, it, it, it's over. I mean, it, it, they're in a division with the Rams, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. They're, they're going to get just ran out and they have no quarterback. So, Hey, just at that point, you know, you're trash. Why would you even make that? Why why give up any draft capital for a quarterback who, Oh wait, now we're going to win four games instead of three. (laughs) Yeah. Russell Wilson saw that writing on the wall and he was angling to get the hell out of there for a long time. And he finally, yeah, you should have listened to our uh, preview show last year because I, I torpedoed them pretty hard. Yeah, you you knew you you saw I, it. I, I was my my sights were set on well they did you know and and, and as the season went on, uh, it really became apparent. You know you, yeah. you could just see. I mean you were more critical of Pete Carroll even than I was last season. Just how sort of intransigent he was and not being willing to change his game plan. And you know first down, second down, one yard gain, and then Russ bomb. That that's not a game plan. Folks, you listen to this podcast for those million-dollar words. You listen for us being groggy and sleepy after a full day of work and then dropping intransigent on you just out of nowhere. I I love that. (laughs) No, that's who we are. That's that's what we do. Yeah, Uh, there you go. That one's free. I believe I used that properly in a sentence. I believe you did. Um, There's one other small NFL quarterback piece of news in the last couple of weeks, and, and it's the silliest thing. <laughs> the news with a Z, the news, uh, which sh- shows how silly uh, the the article is or the uh, piece of news would be. Uh, this is one. This is uh, we've gotten uh, as much as we've known each other since first grade and been best friends and all that. I think we've gotten to know each other even better since starting this podcast, in which uh, you always groan when I bring this up in which we're about to start our 10th season of this podcast coming up Ten. in uh, September Ten. or at the end of August. Ten years. I think we've gotten to know each other even a little better. I now know that bringing up this story is going to result in you saying, who cares? I have no interest. I have no comment about the story. So I already know. Oh, okay. Already... <laughs> well, now I'm, now I'm really excited to hear about this one. Well, the Zach Wilson thing. Do you did you read anything about? Do you know anything about I did about not. This? So I, I paid no attention to it to begin with. So that means I'm getting the the news uh, straight from you. Oh, fourth hand, awesome. Um, I paid no attention to it either. As far as 
I'm I'm reading Twitter and I'm seeing his name trend one evening and I go whatever, and then the next day or the next evening I saw it trending still and I'm like uh, why why oh, okay, and then like the third by the third evening of his name trending I finally had to click on his fucking name and why is this idiot trending on Twitter all this time, and I read the uh, what why it's trending and it's like oh my god what in the hell. It, it is a perfect uh, 2022 uh, young generation type story. Uh, so to to the best of my knowledge, this is how it went. Uh, the the news the news of of what he what his uh, uh, ex girlfriend was now doing, which was apparently dating his best friend and former teammate from Brigham Young. Uh, so that's a little scandalous, okay. So that's how it all started: is, is his, you know, the people that know them and their circle of friends or whatever, uh, giving her some heat for now dating his uh, one of his friends uh, and one of his teammates, which can be a little, you know, squirrely. And apparently, she decided to come back and was feeling that heat and decided. All right, this is what I'm going to do to get this heat off. I'm going to talk about him. Wait a minute. You guys are giving me all this shit about what I'm doing? Well, Jack Wilson fucked his mother's best friend. And I think she did that honestly thinking, well, this will get the heat off me. This will make him look like a scumbag. And this will get all the, you know, everybody uh, hating on him and talking about him. And it, it's a perfect story uh, in 2022 with the whole social media angle, and it's also perfect for people that young uh, in that 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 age group. And it's also perfect that these are all you know Brigham Young people uh, that are involved that are you know relatively inexperienced when it comes to the sexual things of that nature. Because I honestly, from what I'm reading, I honestly think she thought this would make him look like the bad guy. And she had absolutely no idea of how uh, our our culture and our society works. Zach Wilson trended for three days or so because everyone was, you know, propping him up and, and pushing him up and saying, "You dog, you the man, you got that dog in you." Because he was doing the milf thing. I, apparently, they don't know anything about milf and and uh, you know, <laughs> that, that that's a big fetish and that's a big thing and people love milfs and. Uh, like he was being exalted and, and, and is still to, you know, being exalted and everyone talking about what's going to happen when he gets to training camp. This is going to be a thing like real actual reporters are going to ask him about fucking his his, his uh, mother's best friend when he gets to training camp as if that makes any kind of difference in, in football or whatever, because that's that's our culture now in, in 2022. That's it. That's why he was trending because the news got out from his ex-girlfriend that he fucked his mother's best friend and everyone was praising him and saying, yeah, Mill Thunder. All right. Zach Wilson. I'm like, really? Uh, can, can I get love for, for being a Mill Thunder? Cause I kind of was doing this 20 years before he was. I mean, I, well, you know, you're, <laughs> that means you were the, the trailblazer, but you don't always yeah, get the credit. I mean, if it was that big a deal, like, this is not news in, in any way, shape, or form. That wait a minute, I thought you all, were the guilt hunter. Uh, she was a mother and and a grandmother. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, but this is not a big deal. I couldn't believe that's why he was trending. We're like, dude, if we that's what gets, if, yeah, if we're trending okay. for fucking milfs, then put me in a hall of fame for the love of God. This, this is nothing. Come on. 
but you know, Br- Brigham Young. That, that's all I can say. Brigham Young. I guess it's, that's it's the a same different world out there, huh? Yes, that's the same school. I, I don't, I'm not going to get the names, and I could search it, but I don't care. But that's the same school that suspended a basketball player yeah. several years ago because they found out he was having sex with his girlfriend. That's it. Didn't that, I, thought, I thought that happened with a football player, too. Well, oh, it was a football player? I, I yeah, okay. it was it, a football player because I remember there was something I, – I, we could look it up. I'm, I'm sure it's famous, but maybe – I'm sure it's yeah. not the only one, but yeah. Right. <laughs> There that's might be separate what, that's what it uh, stories that we're thinking of. Yeah. Out there. Uh, I remember that. Are, like, uh, how did they find out? Like, how do you yeah. how do you know he's fucking his girlfriend? Like, are you listening in? Are you how, how do you know this? Big brother? I don't know. Maybe. Putin. In that case, in that case, it might be literal big brother. It might be his brother actually came in and hey, what are you doing over there? <laughs> We are, we are talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah, Utah. Are, they make movies about stuff like this. Uh, again, back to the milf hunter thing. Come on, you guys <laughs> never heard of this? Plenty of you milk stuff out there. I was like, that's why he's trending. Oh boy! If he wasn't a football player, I probably wouldn't have clicked. There's so many people that trend for days and days and days, and I've never heard of them, and I don't give a <sighs> damn. And, and I and I never click on it. But this is because he's a football player, and we do a football show ostensibly. Uh, so I felt like I had to finally click and figure it out, and because it was like three days of this random bad Jets quarterback training, like is wow. Lou in Jersey like doing this? Why is he? Why is this traffic driving so hard on Zach Wilson? And well, now we, and, now we know why. Huge news! I have I have ascended uh, to a to a higher plane of existence now because uh, I, I, for some reason I don't know I've been all sorts of fired up lately, so I've been a little more active on Twitter. I don't know if you've noticed. Oh, definitely. Um, and uh, I got called a dick eater. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> uh, so I have I have moved up. <laughs> I have moved up in the world. Um, I, I you touched somebody's got, button. I, I I got somebody angry because uh, I, I I made a comment about the this whole Brittany Griner situation, which we haven't talked about because, well, frankly, we don't talk about the WNBA. Um, at all. Also, we we have nothing to add. What what can we possibly and, add to that story? And, and, right. So, but the people on, of course, the Twitter, the Twitter, yeah. uh, the people on Twitter. I sound like uh, down south now. <laughs> you know, you got to put the in front of everything, right? Also, sound like you're seventy eight years old. Yeah, I was on the Twitter. <laughs> and so I was on Twitter, and, and I was, and of course. I'm doing what you talk about, right? You're doom scrolling and uh, I'm at work and it's slow and I see this story and I'm like, okay, so it's at the top of the news feed. So I click on it and then you start reading and you're like, wow, this is dumb. <laughs> and the overall consensus I'm getting from all the, all these people is that they're all, their hearts are bleeding because these, these poor uh, WNBA players get paid so little that they have to fly to apparently hostile territory uh, to supplement their income. And, of course, it took me all of about 20 seconds to realize and look up that, that Brittany Griner makes $2 million a year. Poor Brittany Griner. It, yeah. So I, I, I was sort of sarcastic about that. And uh, somebody else had commented in another thread about, you know, that league un- is underwater. You know, and I liked that comment, and all I did was like that comment and, and reply to it, like, yeah, 
and, and somebody's like, "Ooh, you a dick eater?" I was like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> so I, 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 that's my first time having somebody just straight, you know, ad hominem like that. So that I, I've, I've ascended. I, I feel like I, I have arrived. Yeah, man. I, I haven't pissed off anybody like that yet on, on Twitter. I don't. Uh, yeah. I, I, you, you're doing more than me in, in, in as far as you go into stories on, on Twitter. You go into uh, and actually leave comments to the people. I, 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 I don't. I haven't done that. I, don't, I feel like that's that's almost asking for it because you know I'm now I'm inserting myself in a conversation that I'm really not there, but. They're they put they're putting it out there in public yeah. for people to to leave comments. So I understand, right. you know that you know what you're doing and you know trying to engage and get. But this is this is what happens. This is what happens when you you engage with some of these people and these people decide oh, you're just a dick. Uh, like that's yeah. th- that's the discourse. Unfortunately, I, I laughed. I couldn't people. even reply. I was just like, uh <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna say back? Oh, uh, I know you are, but, but what am I? Well, yeah. I mean, that's at that point. Don't feed the troll. That that is right. that should be the number one rule of social media. Don't feed the trolls, right? Because that w- that's what perpetuates these things. So somebody wants to say something stupid, because how many times do you read something and you just can watch? You just watch the thread devolve from oh, yeah. point counterpoint. No, you, no, you, no, you, no, you know, and that's all it becomes. You're a third grader. You're a second yeah. grader. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you only have 40 followers, so your point is invalid, right. huh? <laughs> yeah. That, as, so. yeah. That's a whole nother, yeah, exactly, a whole nother avenue to go down. And, but, yeah, this this kind of reminds me back of our last show in, in Hard Truths. I, I got to take care of my mentals. I, I don't want to feed the trolls. I don't want to wake the trolls. Yeah. I don't want to go anywhere near the trolls. Uh, so I don't leave comments on anything really uh, because th- for that exact reason, I don't feel like getting seized upon by the trolls and having to defend that off and, and deal with that. That's, that's something I don't view. I, my, my mentals are such that if I get called a, a dick eater by a complete random person, it might actually like affect me. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> like, it I, might fuck I, me I up for a few I was days. just like, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> it actually didn't affect me at all. Other than me feeling like, wow. Yeah, I've arrived. Yeah, you have the personality. You can deal with that a lot better than me. I I, I don't need that in my life ever. <laughs> <laughs> you, you take it personal. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm way more sensitive to that type of shit. So. It's okay. It's all right. Know, know your limitations. Exactly. I got to take care of my mentals. Nobody else is going to take care of them for them. Right. So. But I just thought that was funny. But, yeah, no, nothing to do with that story because it's it's, you know, that's geopolitical, you know. That's just a pissing contest uh, between us, us and and Russia, and, and and that whole thing. And it's just, it, it's dumb. Yeah, it really is. There's no reasons for for it to be happening. There's really no uh, basis to the holder, considering the crime. Like, right? The, the, if we, if if any society started holding people for a few drops of hashish oil. Uh, there, there would be no one left on the earth. Like that, the the idea that she's being held for months and months and months because of that is just absolutely ludicrous. And I, I wish our uh, political 
side was was strong enough and and uh, cohesive enough to get this hashed out and, and, and get her back over there because I think part of the reason she's still there is we're so bass backwards and messed up uh, politically. We have no unity at all. We're you know too busy calling each other names and uh, saying that one person lost an election that they clearly won and, and having the entire party back us up on it. It's just, there's, there's nothing out there that, that the United States of America has never been less united. I, I feel like, like I, I wasn't, there for the slave days, obviously, but uh, you know, civil war is about the is about what it feels like right now. Is it feels that separate right now in this country, and I, I think that's a big part of why things like that can happen. We can have an American citizen locked up for uh, almost no reason and still can't get her out. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. I mean, obviously, it's in another country, but it's still it's ridiculous. Uh, but also, yeah, we, uh, don't cry. Don't cry poor, and, and fly to a hostile territory because you, you're trying to supplement your income. But two weeks before a war breaks out, I mean, that probably wasn't the wisest uh, business decision either. Yeah, she didn't think it was going to get that hostile. <laughs> she <laughs> obviously didn't <laughs> think it was going to get that bad. But here we are. So yeah, so. That 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 of course was all over. Uh, that 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 spent a day in the news. So yeah, everything kind of gets its day, right? Everything gets that one day because sometimes things don't even get a day. Sometimes they get hours, and, and then it's, uh, it's on to the next thing and on to the next thing, and it just it never ends. The massacring and blowing up of bodies at a Highland Park July Fourth parade. How many days did that get? Maybe three, four. <sighs> yeah, it, it's. Yeah, and, and and really, it was nothing more than, especially on social media, nothing more than both uh, your your two political spectrums trying to be like, no, he's your guy. <laughs> then the other side going, no, he's your guy. <laughs> Back and forth. That's all it was. It was it was a game of tennis with with both sides trying to just pin the uh, ideology of the shooter onto the other team, and it was it was ridiculous watching this sort of pinball back and forth. Um, you know, that's what it devolves into. It doesn't turn into like the problem. It turns into, or both sides be like, well, we don't want him. Of course you don't want him. <laughs> and even before that, that, that morning, that, that afternoon, before any details of what happened or, or who the person was, even before I found yeah. out, you know, who the person was, the uh, argument, quote unquote, argument was Highland Park's nowhere near Chicago. Don't blame this on Chicago violence. This is Highland Park. This is completely different. I'm like, is it that important to discern uh, that this yeah. wasn't Chicago necessarily? Like, yeah, there really? were so many in the timeline. If you were just looking through the Highland Park stuff, because I'm following it, you know, again, I'm at work and it's quiet this time of year and it's close to home for us. So, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm watching and yeah, every third that somebody was making or third post was just this so you know, Chicago. just so you know, it's not Chicago. Well, okay. It's 27 miles from Chicago, which I loved because they would put the <laughs> dot right at state and Madison, right. And draw the line to, 
to Highland Park. And you go, oh, yeah, I could see how that's 27 miles away. But then you forget to realize that 10 or 11 of those miles are still Chicago. You're still in Chicago. you got to go that far to get out of the Chicago city limits. So when you actually get to the – like from the city limits, Highland Park was about 11 miles from Chicago. Yeah, Highland Park is not in Chicago. It's also not Kankakee. It's not, you know, no. a two-hour oh, drive okay, from so Chicago. We, we're from Chicago. So when you see a statement like this, that's not even in Cook County. So that can't be right. part of the Chicago area. Uh, are you, <laughs> that's how you know that person is stupid. And I saw that one time and time ago. That's in Lake no County. idea what they're talking about. You have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Literally zero idea what you're talking about. Chicago metropolitan is like five counties. Right. And Indiana, shit. Well, right, because you got Lake County, Indiana, Lake County, Illinois, Cook yeah. County, DuPage County, McHenry County, that whole Will County, Grundy County, that whole area. That's your Chicago metropolitan area. And that extends all the way to the border now, as far as I'm concerned. I, I mean, you go up to like across the border into Racine or Kenosha, man, hell, those are more Chicago suburbs than they are Milwaukee suburbs. I completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. be you can be in the city of Chicago and take about a five minute walk and be in the state of Indiana. Well, you're out of Cook County. You're nowhere near Chicago. <laughs> Chicago's right there, moron. So the, just the, and I couldn't engage with that one because it was just yeah. I was getting mad. I was getting more mad at that than anything else. Like you people are so you're trying to push an agenda so hard that you're literally willing to lie about geography. So interested in making sure that Chicago doesn't get blamed for this. Like yeah. Chicago's got enough murders to get blamed Chicago's for. Not so don't don't Chicago worry about it. Chicago's got enough of its own problems to worry about. Yeah. Yes, this wasn't in the city of Chicago. Yes, it was an affluent suburb. Um, wow. You want to talk about people with the sort of like the, the secret racism? I even picked up on the uh, secret racism of the. Well, this is a nice. This is such a nice town. These kinds of things don't happen here. This stuff doesn't happen here. I this can't believe I'm so place, shocked. This is the last place I'd expect for there to be a shooting, and I was like, "You're being racist right now." Uh, that that's like, and I, I don't. They couldn't say the next throw, sentence though, Jay. Come on, they can't say the next sentence, which is, "I moved out here to get away from these things." <laughs> And now somebody I'm else is shooting us. This doesn't I, happen here. I, I'm not. I, I am very careful to throw the race card. I, I, I'm willing to do it, but it takes a lot to get me there. Because there are some people who will just throw it no matter what. Right? Everything. Uh, uh, uh. But wait, hang on. Hang on. Slow down. Pull it back. <laughs> Let's look at it. Not everything is is not every single angle on every single thing. But you know, you know, the, you know what I'm talking about. Sure. But I hear those. But I heard that one, and I was like, mm. and, not, and nobody was hardly here. getting called out for it, which is what was so crazy. And I was like, no, you know why? That's just straight the people racism. reporting it also agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> this Are we talking exactly, about some media bias? <laughs> oh, just a little. It's exactly like uh, when the Ukraine uh, invasion started, and people came right out on, in the media and said. This isn't supposed to happen to these people. These people are not supposed to. And I'm, I'm thinking about all the wars in Africa, uh, African nations, all yeah. that. And I'm like, this isn't new. Hello. People have been getting assaulted by other nations for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. This is not First new. First of all, the two largest 
wars in the last last century uh, were fought in Europe. Yeah. So those are first. So again, that's stupid. But that's because it's uh, it's white people fighting white it's, people. It's, it's not supposed to happen to them. That's that's what I'm like. Yeah. What? Okay. Wait. So wait. You're telling me white people don't fight white people? That's not a, according to. Some... I should have. I should have. I should have gotten on Twitter and been or the Twitter. I should have gotten on the Twitter <laughs> and, and been like, "Hey, stay out of white people business." That's right. <laughs> what do you know about it? White on white crime. Uh, no, what yeah, you tweeted whole... me was what you tweeted me was was um, fitting as well that you uh, talked about bread and circuses because the number one trend on July the fourth was the Highland Park shooting. And the number two trend was Joey Chestnut winning the hot dog eating contest. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I like that tweet because it pointed out two things that made me absolutely nauseous and sick to my stomach. And they had nothing to do with each other at all, but it happened to take place about the same time of July the 4th. Right. It's nauseating. Yeah. Because that's like you, 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 you want to, you want more proof that, you know, the empire is in decline. Well, there it is. You know, look over here. <laughs> look over, just distract the people from what's really happening and all the bad stuff that's happening. Let's let's all look at Joey Chestnut eating 63 hot dogs. What? Why? Which is Why crazy. are we looking We at don't that? talk about competitive eating, but when you're the number because one. Because we're not disgusting. When you finish number one in the whatever contest for eating 63 hot dogs, and then you find out that the person who finished second had 38. <laughs> uh, dude. Uh, he's flexing. He's, he's, he's at the top of his, top of his he's game. Dunking. He's just dunking on those guys. He got to 50 and said, oh, I got to keep going. My, my kids watch some of these YouTube videos, and he's been on a few of them. And, I mean, just, oh, Like, where somebody eats so much food that they gain 20 pounds. Yeah. From when they start and you start sweating and just yeah. stuffing the food, in. I, I, it's it's disgusting. It is. It, I'm, I'm a I'm a disgusting human being when I look at myself. But even I think competitive eating is disgusting. That's just. Have you ever seen the body of that that Kobayashi guy that used to be the? Oh, yeah, he used to be. Champ? He was like the guy before uh, Joey Chestnut. Yeah. Did, did you ever he see was, his body? Like when he took his shirt off. No. He'd have. He'd have all this muscle tone because he worked out like a fiend, yeah. and then he'd have this grotesquely distended stomach with, with all this muscle surrounding him, and it was the grossest thing you've ever seen. I'm like, I, I think maybe that guy turned me off to – it's not like I was ever a fan of it, but I, I believe I've had it on like in the background 10, 15, 20 years ago just because I was bored. But after seeing the Kobayashi, I don't even have it on anymore. I, I run away from it like it's a, a reality TV show. Like, I do not have any reason to have that on my TV ever at all because it's so nauseating and disgusting. And the fact that it was trending and, and happening on the, at the same time as, as this uh, yet another mass shooting was, was just a uh, perfect juxtaposition. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, this this uh, this, this looks this looks like something worth commenting on because we, we, we do, uh, I think in our, in our part time on this show, we, we sort of comment more on like the media, you know, and the state of things. I think we're just as critical of media as we are. This is sometimes the actual, uh, events themselves. It's the coverage of them or the spin. And 
Yeah, definitely. That that, that to me really uh, kind of stood out. You know that you you've got you know trending number one Highland Park gun control now blah 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 number one spot and then number two Joey Chestnut and hot dog eating contest. I'm like hmm okay. Uh, so okay. there's yeah. There was that that we talked about a couple of. It felt like a couple of weeks ago. It was only actually only a week and a day ago that when that happened last Monday. Feel man, it feels like a month ago. Jeez, um, we we talked a little bit about uh, we we have been uh, linking each other and talking and tagging a little more on Twitter lately. Just I think it's probably just the boredom of the summer that we've been doing that more than than anything. But maybe we'll keep it up a little bit as the football. I'm season. looking forward to doing it more, uh, being around more during football season and such, you know, being able to actually um, participate a little bit more in that part of it. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But that's so, especially real-time stuff like that, it goes by so quick. Like by the time you actually get it out there, something else has happened. But right, I'm still, um, still uh, interested, you know, and obviously we use Twitter for uh, our Thursday night picks, um, which I'm guessing will continue <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the, op, the what we were doing before was having a show in the middle of the week and making our pick then, and we we you don't want to go back to that. Uh, uh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe on a I could say on maybe like a limited basis once in a while if we really need to do a second one, but um, having that having just the football party and just getting it all done and out of the way has 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 worked really well. Yeah, I I agree. Um, but yeah, I, I've tried to like live tweet during games. It's the, yeah, it's the people easy. who do that are like committed. Like they have to be fully uh, committed to the bit. I can't do that, man. I'm an, first of all, I'm trying to like get a, a grip on who you know what the teams are. Like who's actually good, and it's kind of hard to do that and put your head down and tweet. There's so much happening uh, pre-snap uh, to, to get set up for what's about to happen. And I try to pay as much attention to that as I do to the actual plays. And you really can't pay attention to that and be tweet. Because if you're, you know, firing off a tweet about what just happened, then you're missing the entire next 40 seconds of setting up for the next play. And uh, the, the TV networks do a good enough job of making me miss some of that as it is because they're running replays of the, of the pass play. Uh, right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy uh, to, to – they, they make me get closer and closer every year to, to ordering the all-22s and just watching this shit, you know, uh, without the actual network broadcast because they get – the network broadcasts are getting uh, almost worse to me. They're, they're so interested in replaying every little thing that just happened, and then you can't really see what's happening to set up the next play. And I think there's more happening – pre-snap now in, in today's football than there was when we were uh, kids and, and younger adults. There's so much uh, motion. There's so many uh, fake defensive fronts, and then they back out and go into what they're actually running. There's so many guys running up and uh, filling blitz holes and then dropping back or, or actually blitzing. Uh, there's a lot to, to watch and keep up and, and see who does that and who does that well and who's actually well coached because that really is the, the big clue is the who which teams are, are good and which ones aren't is the get the the teams that are uh disciplined enough to, to run that stuff and run fakes and uh show you different coverages and different packages and then up oh, no we're doing something else completely different and you see the panic on the quarterback say that uh that guy wasn't supposed to be there what do I do now it's actually really fun to, to watch that 
but it's hard to see if they're, if they're not showing that to you. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I'm sure there will be some things that happen during the season. Uh, if you're home Sunday, that we'll both have you know huge reactions and, and oh yeah, have to you know fire it off on on Twitter or text each other or something like that. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Because last year I was so removed from everything, I felt like I could hardly you know see what was going on. Um, is such limited access to watching games. Um, so yeah. I'm actually excited this year to be present. You know, we're taking we're taking the cute factors uh, to a preseason uh, game. So that that'll oh, okay. be yeah, Packers and Saints. I think that's the uh, middle of August. It's the only time the Packers play a preseason game at Lambeau. But figure for the kids, that's a great introduction to going to and you know getting the NFL experience. Um, sure. Doesn't help. It doesn't hurt. I should say that the tickets were fifteen dollars piece. And the reason is because it's not a real game, but correct. Hey, it's it, but it's an experience. They don't know yeah. that. I know. They get to watch the players, you know, and you know, and it's really at that point, it's just the Packers and the Saints. They'll, they'll just know the colors. They'll, they'll know who the right. teams are. Yeah, they'll get to watch a whole lot of Jordan Love. But who, hey, who knows? <laughs> Maybe they'll grow up Jordan Love fans. You know. It'll, Oh, well, that's two. So I remember my first uh, ever NFL game was also a, pre- a preseason game. It was at and it was at Lambeau. Uh, it was with yeah. Favre. It was early on in the Favre years there. There you go. That'll, that'll make them. Uh, they'll they'll have uh, more experience now at, at NFL stadiums than me. Uh, uh, Ten years hosting a football podcast, I still haven't gotten out to a game. So they'll they'll be one up on me uh, for that as well. I, I did promise uh, my, myself that next time uh, the Bears get out to Nashville and play the Titans, that it, we, we were going to make the drive out. There's only a three-hour drive from here, so yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, I, I, I still want to do that definitely. That's that's not this year, then I'm guessing. I don't think so. I didn't. I, I don't keep up with the schedule release and, and what teams are you know, playing who and what weeks and all that stuff. Uh, that that's a real big deal for a lot of people that not, not, not me. Um, so no, I don't think they're playing this year, but, but I, I haven't checked. I, I'll admit I have no idea, uh, but I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll easily, look at the Bears, uh, the Bears yeah. schedule for you right now here. Um, Easy to look up. Oh my. Uh, <laughs> it's not pretty. I can tell you that. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually not too bad. Uh, I don't see. Uh, no, no Titans. Yeah. They're not playing that division this year. They are playing uh, the AFC East. Uh, oh, boy. So they have to so, play Buffalo? Oh, man. Uh, do they avoid? I think they avoided the Bills, Dolphins, Pats, and the Jets. They they somehow managed to miss the Bills. Oh, nope, there it is, week 16, Bills. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <sighs> At least it's in Chicago. <laughs> oh, well, then the spread will only be 14. <laughs> it was in Buffalo, it would be threatening to be 20. Uh, no, I'm just looking uh, at this. Their first two games are Niners-Packers. Oh, fuck. Well, again, it's not about this year. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, yeah, no, they, they've actually got kind of a soft middle uh, to their schedule. There, there, there's some. They're, they'll win a few of these games. They've got some some crappy teams uh, on their schedule. 
Uh, by the way, we're about to be off the air live. Uh, listen to our podcast. We have another uh, hour or so that we're going to have uh, as an after show. You can only hear it in our podcast, in much less detail.blogspot.com. Look up in much less detail on your favorite podcasting app, and you can get this show as uh, the entire show, the live portion, and the after show. Uh, but you can only do that after we're through with this show. Which we are. So, and, well, the hour. Well, we're, we're through with the live show. Yep. We didn't get to your uh, talk um, about the summer league rings. <laughs> um, you called it when I when I linked you on on Twitter, or you responded to my tweet about it. Um, you you called it uh, participation rings. I think they're worse than participation rings. Participation <laughs> rings would indicate you went to a league and you played in it and you got a ring for it. Congratulations, yeah. which is which is dumb. This is worse to me because it's not a it's not a real league. It, you're giving rings to the champions. The, uh, for those who don't know, the NBA has decided to give uh, rings out for the uh, the summer league champions. Summer league, which uh, uh, contains people on their roster that are like rookies and second-year players only. Like no veterans uh, who are any good are playing in Summer League at all. LeBron James is out there watching Summer League. He's not actually playing in it because he's actually good at basketball. Summer League is for guys who are not good yet, who are rookies and uh, or, or scrubs uh, working on their game still. And for some reason, uh, the NBA has decided to, uh, to to give rings to the champions as if as, uh, as if they won an actual league. This is a really stupid idea. It's uh, to me, it's not akin to participation. It's akin to uh, practice rings. It's it's akin to having a practice league, uh, like grapefruit league in baseball. Can you imagine if they gave rings out to, for winning the cactus league at the end of spring training. Uh, you had a 20 and 10 month of March. Congratulations, Pittsburgh Pirates. You are the cactus league champions or grapefruit, wherever they play. And you get hardware for that. How stupid would that be? And this is basically the same thing to me. It's exhibition. It doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, August football. Carolina Panthers went three and zero in preseason football. Congratulations. You should get a ring for that. No, that's just so dumb. I, I don't even understand why anyone would do that. It basically, it's glorified practice. It really is. That, it's, that, that's champion, it is. it's championship practice is what it is. Championship. <laughs> like, uh, we sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. So so it's games, but it's games that don't count in a real league. It's not an actual NBA league. It's, it's, it's summer league. It's not the, the league. It's not the games. It's not the 82-game schedule. It's not the playoffs. It's not acted, the NBA finals, the, the things that people actually play for, the things that we've watched for so many years on TV. No, this is summer league, and they're, they're giving rings for that. That's I don't get it. Yeah, you, uh, you you linked me on that, and I, I, I laughed as much as uh, you probably did when you saw it. I, I it, It's almost so stupid I can't believe it happened, but it's so stupid that I also can believe it happened just because it's so stupid. This is, this is it, It's soft. That's unfortunately what it is. It's really soft, and we're so soft now in general. 
that that makes the perfect sense. It, it almost also reminds me a little bit of the. Uh, I'm probably a little, or maybe a lot more of a fan of it than you are, but all of the different home run celebrations in baseball now. Uh, you used to hit a home run, go to the dugout, and high five with everybody, and that's not good enough yeah. for for this generation because uh, you got big ass chains that they put around the guys who Homer in Toronto. They got the home run jacket that everyone puts on. I think the Red Sox throw you literally in a laundry basket and run you down the uh, the, the dugout runway and slap hands with everybody. Everyone's got to have a thing now uh, to celebrate hitting a home run and. On one hand, uh, I like it because it's a little more flavor. It's a little different. You you're, you you hit a home run. You should celebrate. You know, not everyone gets to hit a home run, so it's one of those things. Uh, you know, I, I I don't I try not to hate on it because it's it's difficult. It's an it's an achievement and it's hard to do. And you did. If I ever hit a major league home run, I probably would you know run around the entire stadium or something because uh, it's something I'd never imagine I would do. So these guys, they, they make it to the majors, they hit a home run, and now they've come up with all sorts of different ways to celebrate it. So I try not to hate on that because I, I recognize that it's an achievement. But every now and then I'll see the celebration and I'll be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You, you hit a home run. All right. That's, you know, you, you don't have to go through all this rigmarole because you, you, you hit a home run. That's, you know, Sort of a dichotomy. I don't know uh, how much I, I could guess how what, what side you fall on more so than the other. But for me, I'm I'm almost kind of fifty fifty on it. Like half the time, I'm like, okay, that's that's kind of cool. That's kind of you know, add some flavor. And half the time, I'm like, sit the fuck down, man. You hit a home run, especially when you're down like eleven to three. Right, because again, it's your job. You did your job. Congrats. That's your job. I don't go to work if I sell something and they put me in a laundry <laughs> basket and they push me all around the sales floor. Because I, be I did my job. I helped my team, you know. <laughs> uh, but, but again, it's all about me, right? Everything now is like me, 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 look at me. I mean, it's no different with the football where they got to put the camera in the end zone so that the defense can get a pick. And then all of them have Everybody to can run, run over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's their incentive to to do well. Uh, okay. Yeah, that that really is looking. You go, good. guys. I mean, but you I'm, know, that's. I'm fifty percent on that too. You know, half the time yeah. I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of funny. Look at that. That's kind of cool to get to run out there with all their teammates and mug with a camera. And okay, that's that's kind of fly. And then half the time I'm like, oh, fools, right. clown, get the fuck off. How many times screen, do we man. trash a guy who gets up and does the sack dance when they're losing by four touchdowns? <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, come on, clown, get out the field. You right, see, score more. But, yeah, the players do it themselves. They look at the dude that's doing the celebrating and point up to it and say, dude, yeah. Yeah. look at the score. The hell you doing? <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes they, they look at it themselves, and then they're like, man, you acting real stupid right now. So, yeah, I, I haven't been too – much worried about it on the baseball side, especially if it's like they're doing it in the dugout and that's how they want to have fun with it or do stuff. Okay, whatever. You guys can have your, you know, schoolyard pranks and all the little things that you want to do. Uh, obviously, you're a bunch of grown ass men. Maybe you should act like it, but I, most of these guys never progressed progressed past puberty, anyways. Those are all just a bunch of man children. 
And also there's a lot less of like the retaliatory, like you, you couldn't do, you wouldn't do that if you're Nolan Ryan, if you're, if you're facing oh. Nolan Ryan and you hit yeah. a home run off him, you're not getting a gold chain put around your neck when you get to the dugout. Cause you know, the oh, next time you yeah. face Nolan Ryan, you're getting one in your, in your face. Yeah. You're not giving him the, uh, the, the Jose Bautista bat flip. <laughs> you know which no, one I'm talking so, about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because the next time you come up, you know what's about to happen. Yeah, yeah, you're getting the Texas heater right in the grill. And don't act surprised when it happens because you know what's going to happen. So. <laughs> There's a lot less of that. I think that's a, another reason why you can have Well, that's because if you throw the ball even inside on a guy, they throw half the team out. Well, so well, that's inconsistent. I, that's that's a part of the game I don't like at all. Is, is Some umpires are really – quick about uh, putting the warnings out there and throwing guys out. And some of them are a lot, la- lot, uh, a lot more lax about it. Yeah. I wish there was a lot more uniformity as far as that goes. Cause sometimes it, it, with these judgment calls, some umpires, the, the worst is when they give the warnings and then someone gets hit and they don't throw the pitcher out of the game. Cause they, I guess, judge that it was accidental. Right. I, like, really? How, was that what's the... the point of the warning then? Was that that every game? time you throw at somebody, then you could say, oh, accidental. Slip, slip was that, that game when we were down in uh, Chicago for the draft and the Cubs were playing the Brewers and the, and, the, and the kid on the Cubs threw the ball right at McCutcheon and missed him, but the ump didn't throw him out even though both sides were already heated? Had already been so what's the kid? Yeah. what's the kid do? He throws the next Th- pitch right him. at him. It's like, oh, yeah. my God, come on. Exactly. Kid, you had your shot. You threw you the missed. ball at him, you missed, and you got away with it. Consider, right, just don't well, throw the next one into his hip. What are you doing? Uh, the problem with that is now we're getting into uh, uh, seniority and what's your yeah. job, what's your role on the team. The kid probably felt like he had to, that that was his marching orders. Like, yeah, like dude, he was Ed Neely you know or something going in there to take <laughs> the six fouls. <laughs> You know what you're there for. You know what you got to do. <laughs> He's the goon. I didn't know That's baseball right. had the goons now. Oh, they, well, they've always had them. There's just a lot less of them. But no, it's, the kid probably, you know, trying to stay up, you know, in the ma- in the mi- in the majors because you don't want to go back to the minors. Nobody who goes to the majors wants to go back to the minors. It's not only is a lot less money, but it's a lot worse. Uh, conditions all around. We we talked a yeah. little bit about that, about how little minor leaguers are paid. It's a, it's a crime. They're all going to um, be playing baseball in Russia. <laughs> they got to supplement that income, baby. Um, <laughs> so he's probably, he's just trying to stay up in the majors, and he's you know that, that was this is this is my job. I have to drill Andrew McCutcheon. I missed the first time, uh, and I, I got to do it. I got to come back. I got to try it again because that's the job. So yeah, that, unfortunately, that was that's just, how it goes. That one was just so blatant and bad and it was just... <sighs> yeah when you've warned the teams already and the pitcher throws behind the batter uh-huh. and you don't and you don't throw them out what what were you warning them about then what, what, right. was, what was the warning like, that should have been the sign but at that point you know what you tried all right don't be so obvious on the next don't put the next one right in his hip too yeah, I, I don't understand why you give out warnings if you're not going to throw. And then I've seen it multiple times this year where you give the warnings and the guy does hit the, the, the batter the next inning and, and yeah. it still doesn't get thrown out. And he starts looking at his hand. Oh, it slipped. It slipped, slipped, slipped out of my hand. Every time, just slipped out. Just keep slipping out of my hand. Three times in a row. I don't know what's going on. Just keep slipping out of my hand. I don't understand. <sighs> 
Yeah, that's the, that's definitely the part of baseball that I that I don't like. Um, I'm still when we talk about baseball, I'm always going to rail about two things that are that really oh. bug the hell out of me, and I'm repetitive and I don't give a fuck. I'm going to keep railing about oh, it. Oh, okay. These dumbass umpires and their strike zones, which mm. is getting worse and worse and worse. Although, yeah. I, I did uh, once again tag you uh, uh, with the Eric Gregg oh, highlights from that man. Marlins game. It's he, not that he bad. Was do- it's not only that, but he's back there doing the whole Enrico Palazzo thing too. I forgot about that. Oh my god! Oh, he starts. He looked like he, yeah, it looked like he was calling the strikes before the ball was even caught. It was so bad. It, it, it was terrible. Those pitches just... were a foot <laughs> off the plate. It's wor- it's wor- every time I see it, it's worse than when I remember. And I remember it was how how horrible it was at the time. But and, and the funny they... part is they're all called strikes. None of these batters are swinging at that crap. Those are balls a foot off the plate. You can't swing at it. You, if you swung at those pitches, you would never stay in the major leagues because they're yeah. a, a foot and a half outside. And Eric Gregg is just ringing them all up. <laughs> Levon Hernandez, <laughs> the greatest recipient. Oh yeah, strike and, zone and, and like Costas is just eating it up. Like this guy is just having this great <laughs> pitching performance, and he's getting a foot off the plate. It, it was it's it's. I can understand getting worse. a couple inches off the black. You know, uh, this was all before they had the little strike zone box too, or the game day thing. Could you imagine if they had that technology <laughs> back then, where people are posting that immediately on? online or on Twitter or whatever with the, with the umps where it shows where the dots are for all those pitches and all these, all these strikeout pitches or all, the other, all these the other batting box. Off the plate getting called for strike three. Are you <laughs> kidding me? No, no, no. He was throwing that two seamer. He was cooking. He was hooking <laughs> the very, it, somebody actually tried to post that in one of the responses to that video and say that it was because of the camera angle. And then somebody mm. very quickly reminded that person that he was throwing from the very right-hand side of the rubber. <laughs> and the balls were all landing a foot, foot and a half off the plate. It's not like he was throwing. That's a lot of break. If you can get from the corner of the plate to that catcher's mitt, that's a, that's hella break. That's not camera angle. We have eyes. Oh, we're we're watching the ball cross over the other batter's box and getting called a strike. That's not angle. Yeah, or it's deceptive because that person's putting the dot on there where the ball – no, it's not deceptive. No. The ball's a foot and a half off the plate. <laughs> we, again, we have eyes. We can see what's going on here. So, yeah, that, um, that's all time. But, yeah, the umping uh, isn't getting any better. And there's stats now to prove it. And they, they track they, – you can track all these guys. There's – there are entire um, online handles. There's there are Twitter handles that do nothing but catalog these bad calls and how they affect there the are, games and when they happen. And it's actually quite quite interesting. There are absolutely ump metrics out there to tell you who's going to have the widest zones, who's going to have the zones that have the most up and the most down, and yeah. uh, all of the, all these stats are being kept. I think the umping is better than it used to be. Um, I, I I know it's sacrosanct to call the professor Greg Maddox uh, something less than great, but some of the pitches he got were way off the plate, but he kept 
edging and edging closer yeah. and closer. He kept, he kept going. Yeah. Uh, okay, I got away well, with this. Let thing, me go a little farther and a little farther. The thing that Maddox had, though, he did control. have that crazy movement. He did, and he had pinpoint control with it. He had the control, and he had the movement, and, you know, you get that pitch on the black, and then the next inning you're getting that pitch an inch off another, the plate. In, two yeah, a couple inches, plate. Yeah. a little more, and just, another inch. Just keep, and if you can just keep pounding that same spot over and over and over, you, you kind of earn those calls, right? Eddie Perez putting that glove and making it perfectly still. Yeah, yeah it was – it was a great team effort. It was some of those pitches were not strikes, but it was it was a great team effort. And but I think it's better now because of those boxes because it's so obvious uh, that uh, you can see how badly the umps miss. But there's still some that's that still miss pretty damn badly, like consistently. Yeah. You know, Laz Diaz, we we're looking at you, CB Buckner, Angel Hernandez. Everyone the patron, in the world. He's knows the patron saint. He is the patron saint of bad terrible. calls, but. But Angel first of all, I, I am going to call you out right now for being horribly racist. Um, because didn't you know Angel Hernandez is suing because he's been so discriminated against for with, with racism uh, tinged with all these people and, and, and all this talk about how bad his umpin is. That it's racism. That's what it is. No, you just suck at your job. Yeah, he, he's bad. He's bad at his job. And uh, he's a red ass too. So Joe West was really bad at times, and that's not racism. That's just bad at your job. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, he retired. Every you can't go four or five days without Angel Hernandez trending on Twitter, and never for a good reason. Never. This last one was called a ball foul that hit right on the chalk. (laughs) Hit the chalk, and he said foul. How do you keep your too. job? Like, how do you stay employed? Yeah. I, he's got pictures of, of uh, the, the the commissioner or something. He's got something in, uh, incriminating on him that he keeps his job. I don't understand it. He's got the pictures. He's, Is that what you're saying? He's, he's got Rob Manfred in a in a in, in panties and a bra or something. I don't know what he's got, but I, I don't understand it. Uh, so that's the one thing I still complain about every time is the umps and, and their terrible strike zones, and I can't wait for the robot umps to come in. I'm, I've been waiting for it for years, ever since I heard of the concept, and, and I'm, I'm ready for it. Um, and the second thing I'm going to rail about is the continued uh, rumors slash uh, anticipation of the uh, getting rid of um, shifting defense next year, uh, which every broadcast talks about, you know, Every, you know, every game, eventually, you know, the, as the games go on, they get to the topics of the of the game, and yeah. one of them is always, oh, what do you think of the getting rid of the shift? And half the time, like, yeah, I'm ready to, for them to get rid of it. They need to put the players back where they're supposed to be. And, uh, like, I guess there's an argument that shifting takes away spectacular defensive plays because the guys are already in the, the correct position. And um, that's not the in, point of baseball is they're to create in the correct spectacular position plays. Because they're in the correct position because that's where the other guy is going to hit the ball. That's the point. I thought, I thought, I thought that was the point of, of, yeah. of defense is to stop the offense. Do you remember, and, I, I remember when got us playing softball, we would adjust our defense based on who was up at the plate. Like you knew a guy was or one of the kids was going to hit the ball right to that same, right to that spot. 
uh, they were shifting me uh, from basically third grade all the way on. Yeah, uh, because uh, I, I was remember, such a dead pull hitter. Would be up, I'd be playing third base. I'd go back into like left field. <laughs> and you had to because you had to make room for the uh, the twelve other third basemen that had just got over in front of you uh, because that's how bad everybody was shifting me because I was such a dead pull hitter. So yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, uh, I hate to say it, but we were playing at Skinner. You could not play dead pull because from home plate to third base, third base was about. Uh, just left of shortstop, maybe in a normal baseball diamond. If you hit the dead pole, it was in the parking lot. Our our field was not symmetrical at all. Yeah, no. First base <laughs> and second base were about ten feet apart. <laughs> I was the only person that could hit a single uh, because if you hit a ball and got a single to go to second was literally about four steps. But I was so fat and slow that I could yeah. only hit first. So. <laughs> and third base Everybody was literally a tree. Yes, that sometimes had dog shit at the base of it. Yeah, and yeah, and from third to home was probably the longest run. <laughs> yes, definitely. It was, it was it was crazy. It was not symmetrical uh, in the least. But it was but fun. It was great fun. We we did what we had to do. Uh, shout out to Meshack for for throwing those softballs and playing uh, even in the in the rain and sometimes in the cold even although if it got too cold and snowy you would just uh, shift the football um right but 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 most of the time it was softball and and he was always the pitcher and every now and then he would take a swing and hit it about 400 feet <laughs> over everybody's head uh, which is always fun to watch um yeah i i'm so angry still at them uh deciding that they have to get rid of the shift because it's not I guess because it's not making baseball as exciting as it could be or something like that. I, I still, I, maybe I should uh, start uh, training uh, to become a coach or something because I take that so personally uh, as if I'm a coach, but I'm looking at it from the coach or the manager's point of view, which is you pay me to put my defense in place to stop the other team's offense. And then you come and tell me, no, not there. Can't put them there. Even though the hitter is most likely to hit it there, can't put him there because that's over on the other side of the of the second base bag, and we've decided that that land is off limits. You you have to stay on this side of the bag, and that 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 just pisses me off so much. Like I'm, you're gonna tell me I can't put my defense in the best place to win the game, and then when I lose the game, the the owner's gonna come into the into my office and fire me for what? I, you, right? you wouldn't let me win the game. You wouldn't let me put my defense in place. I mean, you're basically playing these cr- crazy shifts. You are daring the opponent to hit the ball somewhere. You're giving, like, hey, hit it over here. We'll give you a hit. And some hitters do and some hitters can't. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, these guys who go up there and they, they consistently beat the shift, guess what? They stop shifting. It's bad. Won't be shifting anymore. Yes. Funny so, how that works. When, 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 you know, when you're Joey Gallo and you're hitting 160 <laughs> because you hit everything into the shift, there you go. You deserve everyone, it. Everyone draft Joey Gallo starting next year because he's going to be hitting 240 because you, you can't shift him oh, anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be all over all these guys who are getting crazy shift, uh, you know. Crazy Joey Votto. Yeah. I mean, all these guys – all of these crazy shifts where you've got guys, uh, a lot of them are lefties, you know, where you've got that second mm-hmm. baseman playing in left field and 
the shortstops playing just on the uh, second second base side of the uh, first base side of second. It's just yeah. I, well, a lot there's of teams a lot even of dumb win. stuff in baseball right now. I don't like the extra inning thing. I don't like the runner on no. second. I don't like that either. No, definitely not. That's, that's, that's not, not baseball. baseball. <sighs> yeah, were, and I'm not a fan of the of getting rid of the shift. They were getting extra funky with the shift, too. Uh, I noticed it down here in these minor league games and they're doing in the majors, too. They're running the third baseman on the second on, on the first base side of second and having him sort of play – as the, uh, the the shortstop or the third uh, defender over there because they want to leave the shortstop over on that wide side on the left side of second because he's the best athlete. So he's more likely to get to all the balls oh, over there. okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and it works. You, you see, uh, you know, some of those guys that do try to go the other way and the shortstop makes an incredible play, gets to the to the ball where the third baseman wouldn't have been able to get over from, from his position and get to it. So it, there's a lot of strategy that goes into it. There's all these people that are so mad about the National League getting rid of uh, or, or adopting the designated hitter, and the first word out of their mouths is strategy. You're getting rid of strategy. This is strategy. Shifting is strategy. Shifting takes intelligence. It takes research. It takes metrics. It, it takes figuring out what's more likely to happen and putting yourself in the best position. No one, as far as I'm concerned, can be upset about the National League having the designated hitter, and and then also want the the shift to be banned because if you if you like more strategy in baseball, you like more strategy. I don't know why you would say the pitcher bunting uh, and risking breaking his finger is more strategy, and pinch hitting for the pitcher is more strategy, and that's great. But shifting is, is more strategy is somehow bad. You can't have both, as far as I'm concerned. Well, then that means that I am very consistent because. I uh, didn't like either. Okay. So, right, right? I, I did not like them getting rid of the pitchers hitting in the National League. I liked that there was a difference between the leagues, and I don't like them getting rid of the shift. So I am allowed by your uh, statement to, to have that opinion. Because I am consistent. Well, so you – but – you weren't one of the ones screaming about strategy. Like a lot of these guys, when when the DH was was made universal, was screaming about that takes away the strategy of of uh, the pitcher bouncing yeah, or, or deciding too. to swing it, away and all of that. Yeah, it's also taken completely. Uh, small ball it is gone. Well, that was going anyway. How many how many bunts have you seen this year? Uh, the White Sox are like like the only team that do it, and that gets down to because their manager. It's because their manager's a fossil. Is a senile old coot that needs to be fired immediately. Yes, you that's all I'm going to tell today. You got to see the clip today of Stoney and and the White Sox <laughs> broadcaster. Uh, if you saw the clip that I'm talking about, it's hilarious. Where they're dissecting uh, Tony La Russa deciding to intentionally walk Jose Ramirez after this after strike one. <laughs> On Owen one, <laughs> I, oh, did you see that? I didn't see the uh, clip. I saw the oh, Twitter no, no, explode. No, no. It, uh, it's uh, not about only it. just knowing about what Larusa did because it's total buffoonery. You you yeah. have to watch. Uh, how often is is Stony just flabbergasted by anything? <laughs> and Stony's right? tried to no, and he's and it's also that he's tried to defend Tony all year, and it's getting yeah. to the point where it's it's indefensible. Yeah, I I think this might be the one that broke Stony because 
you got to see the clip. It's all over. If I see it, I'll, I'll oh. forward it to you because there's a whole bunch of uh, – there, there's, I, I, there's like I've about come, a minute I, clip. Yeah, I came across it and didn't click on it because I was just seeing – I was just watching the reaction uh, <laughs> to Stoney yeah. and all the tweets at Stoney like, what do you think of your socks now? I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, um, watch that. Watch the clip because both of them are just <laughs> – it, it's comical. They they know that Larusa has he's washed and he's lost that team and that team is nowhere near as good as they should be. That's for sure. Um, no. uh, you, did you have them in the World Series this year? Probably. I'm not. It I'm could not still happen. Them. It could still happen. But uh, however, however, they got, te- they got two teams to jump ahead of. I know I said in our baseball preview that whatever success that the White Sox had this year was going to be despite their manager and not because of him. <laughs> because I knew that was a mistake when they did it. Yeah. I knew it. I, I was I right thought there they with had you. the talent to overcome it anyway, but injuries and, and things have, have happened. And, yeah. You know, injuries happen to every team. So I don't want to necessarily. 40, they're 42 and 45. Um they are three and a half games out of the uh, wild card right now. So. Oh, well, that's the magic number. You got to sell. Remember, three and a half out. You, you're crazy. Yeah. You think they're going to catch? It, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you think we're going to catch the Indians, yeah, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're three and a half games behind. That's uh, well, they're five for, and for, a half games back in the division. Um, right. For uh, younger listeners who have no idea what what that is referenced to, that's got 20, 30 years ago or so. The white flag trade. Uh, the the White Sox were in a division race with Cleveland, and the trade deadline was as it always is, coming up at the end of July. And the way it was, and they make a white flag trade. They trade uh, several very good pieces for for basically minor leaguers, and they basically uh, sell off. And they were you, the way the management was talking at the time it was was Ron Schuler the GM at that time I think uh, the way right. he was ta- the way he was talking you would think that they were ten games out and had no chance they were three and a half games out of first place on July thirty first when they made the, the it's called the white flag trade that's how terrible it was because they were giving up and just totally throwing the towel in um, and getting rid of. Uh, Doug Drabeck, and, and I forget the exact trade right now, but uh, they got rid of actual players that were leading them to where they were at that point just for, for, for young pieces, for minor leaguers. And it was it was awful, and it was made fun of and ridiculed, and, and as it should have been because it was uh, – but this team almost feels like that team. Like they, they're there, but they're – but they almost feel like they're not really that close. Like they, they – because of the management, because you you got a guy that, and that's not the first time he did that this year. He uh, walk he did something uh, equally stupid a, a couple of weeks ago. Like he uh, he either called for an intentional walk with the bases loaded, or oh. he or he did the that's... same thing where he had a, a a pitcher's count like one and two and decided to to intentionally walk the guy. It was like, what the hell? Can he just wake up for a nap or something? And... <laughs> um, I think we should walk him now. What? Uh, yeah. That, that's you the just guy. described with your White Sox, uh, our fantasy team. Oh, boy. Oh. I don't know if you've paid attention, but we've managed right As of right now, we are sitting only five points out of the money. Oh, no chance. 
but it feels like forever. I mean, it <laughs> really flag, does. Right. It, but that's only five. We're only, but you know, we were way out, and yeah. for just some reason, players decided to start actually playing. You know, like Marcus Simeon decided to start playing baseball. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, 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 my favorite, the the second choice. Um, this might be one of the greatest second choice free agent claims ever with Matt Carpenter. Yeah. I love those second choice claims because it's like, he wasn't even the guy I wanted. I wanted somebody else who's probably not even up right now anymore, but Oh, if I can't get that guy, I guess I'll take this Matt Carpenter. (laughs) He's been okay. Not bad. Not bad at all. So it helps. When, when your when your players that you're keeping uh, actually decide to uh, to play, so I, I had that, to stop paying attention. That's because we were we went through a really bad stretch, and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, earlier, wait till next year. Earlier today, uh, earlier in the day, we were tied for fifth. Um, huh. We'd moved all the way up into a fifth place tie, and right now we are in a group of three teams, fifth, sixth, and seventh place, one point apart. Okay, and only five points away from the fourth place team. So we're right. We're right there. Then a whole second half of the season to go. And a whole second half to go with players that are finally starting to actually uh, play baseball. And that reminded me of my fantasy team, which I will now kvetch about. Uh, this is the worst to me. Oh. So I've got. I'm, I'm going to go down the whole list and try to figure out how many, but I've got a significant number of guys on my team that made the all-star team. It's oh. like not, not that, not a few. It was, it's more like probably six or seven or eight guys on my fantasy team that made the all-star team. I'm still in 10th place. My all-stars are uh, 12. Oh. My all-stars are all guys who are, are like the guys from the teams that are going to get one all-star in and they stuck them in there. Oh, or, they're the pity all-stars. Yeah, or position scarcity. There is also the oh. position scarcity all-stars. Uh, so I'm going to go down the list and just this is this is the worst to me. How are you guys playing good enough to be named all-stars and I'm still in 10th place? How do you guys suck that bad but still manage to get named all-stars because you're so – Start just from has the, bad chemistry. The, right. <laughs> uh, so my two catchers, remember I had uh, picked up um, Sean Murphy, and he just decided to not hit at all, and I got rid of him. Um, and the other catcher uh, that I drafted, Joey Bart, he got sent to the minors. So the two catchers that I picked up off the waiver wire both made the all-star team, but they're not oh, wow. that good. It, 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 but it's position scarcity. It's Jose Trevino of the Yankees. And oh. William Contreras, not Wilson, uh, of the Braves. Of the Braves, they're both yeah. all stars, and they're both on my team, and they're both not that good, but they're catchers, no. so you know, there's there's not too much competition there. Um, Austin Riley is very good; um, he's an all star. Andres Jimenez somehow made the all star team for the for the Guardians. What? Um, because he he's hitting for a high average and. The way baseball is played right now, if you hit over 300, you have to be an all-star because no one's hitting over 300. Uh, so Andres Jimenez made the all-star team. Juan Soto made the all-star team on name because he sucks this year. He is not good. And he's got home runs, <laughs> but he's, his average is like 240-something. It was lower than that for most of the year. 
uh, but he made the all-star team on name. Ian Happ is an all-star. He's okay, but uh, I think he's How is Ian there. Happ an all-star? Because the Cubs needed an all-star, and, and Ian Happ is there. And, and, but Contreras and is an all-star. They got they got Wilson Contreras as well voted in and then but they named they named Hap as a as a uh, alter yeah I, he's he's okay he's in, uh, 276, eight homers forty RBI and six steals uh, that's okay okay I don't know if that's so that's that's my point is these, these guys aren't he's a, it's tight yeah they're not great at all uh, but they're good enough I guess to make an all star team uh, Giancarlo Stanton got voted in uh, his average sucks he got in because of the power. Um, Jazz Chisholm uh, got in uh, for the for the Marlins. He's hurt. <laughs> he, he might not even play because he's on a fucking injury list. He hasn't played since God June something or other. Um, and and his average isn't all that great, but he gets you know homers and steals. So I, I understand, and, he, and he's exciting. But even he's not you know all that. Um, uh, Kershaw made the All Star team on name because he gets he missed half the damn year. Uh, so they just uh, it was so and Pablo and uh, not Pablo uh, Jorge Lopez of, of the Orioles uh, because the Orioles needed an All Star and and he's the closer and he's been okay so he, he's actually been better than okay but he's he was clearly going to be the lone uh, Oriole All Star like there's no doubt that he was going to be the only guy uh, so that's why he got in so how many was that it was like like eight or something like that all these damn All Star I'm in ten place. This is the worst. If I got all-stars that were actually all-star, like if I had Aaron Judge, like that all-star, I wouldn't be in 10th place. But I got these all-stars. I got the, <laughs> Real I got the scrub all-stars. Yeah. I, I got the fill-in uh, all-star team. These are these are all the guys that are going to be in there in the eighth inning when everybody's gone to sleep. That's who I got. So, hell with them. Well, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. 10th place. Fuck. <sighs> now I felt about a month ago when we were sitting in ninth place. So just the fact that we've started like slowly kind of creeping up the creeping up the standings and, you know, you never know, you know, sometimes, especially in our league, you know, a league with a lot of heavy trading, sometimes teams trade themselves out of position, right? We've seen, how many times oh, have yeah. we seen it? Where you know, we could just look at, where we could just look at our team and go, okay, it's a good team. Just let's just ride the wave, you know. Just <laughs> sure. see where it gets us, you know. Because there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be injuries. There's gonna be some of these teams get depleted by trades, um, you know, trades out of the league or you, know, you get some crazy trades into the league. Yeah, so it'll be interesting because I, I, I've had some play. It's funny because one of the teams. Um, was already was trying to like offer me kind of like a dump trade. Like, okay, you're you're they were fishing really hard trying to scoop away some of our better players, and mm-hmm. then you know now I look at the standings today and us and that team are a half a point apart. <laughs> hey, which you can't where, get it unless you ask. Which was yeah, which was weird because I was like, I just I'm not feeling it. That was always my response. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> I'm not feeling these dumps. So. Um, I wasn't quite ready to, to get into dump trade mode yet. I, I might still get there. I mean, we've got three weeks, you know, left to go. Um, see where I'm at. Don't, you know, some of these teams just got to get so crazy. And, you know, they, 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 they just dump it the, in June, 
the first sign of trouble. There's something. I mean, obviously, you're 70 points out of first, and you're in last place. I, I get, I get it. Dump. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, we've we've seen that plenty of times where teams uh, decide to need that one extra piece or two extra pieces, and they make a, a deal. They, they they make an offer that's too good to be true. You, you you can't resist it. Too good to resist. And it turns out it was a little too good, and they gave up a little too much, and they wound up uh, knocking themselves out of position. So yeah, I mean that's that's the tightrope you walk. We have watched teams that were coasting to first place trade themselves mm-hmm. right out of it at the trade right out. Like, Okay, what yeah. are you doing? So we'll we'll see. Uh, I, I'm unfortunately not going to be able to attend the trade party this year because it doesn't coincide with my vacation, but it falls right before what is going to be my vacation, and I can't double up like that, you know, back-to-back weeks. Um, So I will uh, be absent from that, but everybody always knows where to find me. So Uh, so what else have we uh, not covered, or, or have we pretty much covered it all? Boy, I don't know. I had so much stuff going through my head, and then we didn't get to all of it, and I forgot what it was. Ah. That's how much. That's how crazy it is. Oh, hey, did you watch? Did you watch any of those old Chicago videos I told you about? No, you. I, I was. I. It came up in my mind a few times in the last couple of weeks to go check it out, but I kept forgetting. Yeah, you get you get the moment. Uh, Go go and find that the the Museum of Chicago broadcast something or other, um, and uh, enjoy. So so do yourself a favor. It's your homework assignment. <laughs> I, I definitely got to do it now. You've mentioned it two two shows in a row. Um, so I'll have I'll have thoughts on it on, in our next show when I come back from from our cruise, <laughs> from our so cruise next you, week. When are you uh, When are you off? When are you When are you off to the cruise? Fly to uh, Orlando, Florida next Sunday uh, early in the morning because the wife loves those very early flights in the I morning. The, so I just hate to tell you, the boat doesn't leave from Orlando. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, no, it will, it will be leaving from Orlando the next day on, on Monday, and uh, we'll be, this is a short one for us. It's, it's not one of those eight, nine days. It's only four nights, so we'll be back uh uh, get back off the boat Friday in Orlando and then fly back home Saturday. So okay. It's a quick quick week for us. Definitely be enjoying uh, enjoying the time off. I don't have to go to the Bahamas to get any sun because I live in Memphis, Tennessee. We have had so much sun uh, this this summer. This is about the hottest summer in the, in the 11 years I've lived down here. It's, this, I think is the hottest summer uh, that we've had. It's been in the hundreds, like easy yeah. for the last. Two I, trust weeks. me, I I remember. <laughs> man, I, I lived man. I lived through uh, many summers down there, so I, I definitely uh, can attest to that. And it's not just hot; it's humid. It's it's you can't take a breath outside humid because yeah. so, the air is so thick. It's like ugh. Uh, yeah, don't leave, don't leave the house between like noon and five. Yeah, unless you have to, yeah. Right. I remember those days. I mean, we'd just be sitting in the air-conditioned uh, house with the grandparents because I was always spending my summers down there with them. And if we wanted to play outside, we played outside in the morning or <laughs> after five. <laughs> Ain't nothing changed. These people uh, around here cutting grass and doing lawn work, you, they are not doing it in the afternoon. They no, are doing it I either in the to, morning or at seven in the yeah. evening. 
I used to cut the grass. That was always one of the chores I always did when I was uh, at my grandparents. And, you know, I was out there right after breakfast cutting the grass. Right. And still sure. sweat. Because then you got the morning yeah. dew, right? Because, you know, I mean, it's not only that it's 100 during the daytime, it only gets down to about 80 at night. Right. It's 80 in the morning when you're doing the, the cutting. It's not like it's cold. <laughs> right. I like when I lived out west and we'd have a heat wave come through and we'd be in that 95 to 100 degree range. And as soon as the sun set, it was in the 50s. Yeah, that's, that's different. I don't I don't know anything about those uh, those temperature the, drops. The, the dry mountain west. I love it. Yeah. As, as I can, I can honestly, I can handle 95 degrees when the humidity is 15 percent. Sure. <laughs> I could handle that all day long. I was like, oh, yeah, it's nice out. It's warm. <laughs> it's not uh, that yeah, 100 that's... degrees. Up, up here, they call it air you can wear. <laughs> I like that. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that, one of the local uh, one of the weather guys. You, you kind of hear that term picked up. Yeah, it's, it's hot and muggy. Air you can wear. Uh, and Montana is not Arizona. The, the 95 is different up there than down than down there in the south. And that's the southwest. That's, I've heard about that humidity and mugginess that it actually might be worse than here in the Mid-South. I don't want to experience that. Where's that? Arizona. Well, Arizona has no humidity either. But it oh, okay. gets to be like 120 degrees. Right. Okay. That, that's what I was thinking. That, that's where you're like in Phoenix. I remember driving through Utah. We were driving through some canyons. And uh, this was, you know, it was so cool because it was when we had one of those first cars that showed you the outside temperature. Oh, okay. And we get off the highway, and it is like in the 90s, and we're driving through this canyon, and it's all, and we just keep watching this thing going up and up and up. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's at 108. Oh. You know? It's like, no way. No way it's that hot. I was with my mom. We were on a road trip with the family. I was like, pull over. I want to get out. I want to feel 108. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so freaking hot. <laughs> and it wasn't humid. But, I mean, you you just got out of the air-conditioned car. Right? You go from the climate control 70-something degrees or 70-degree right. car, and you get out in 108 degrees. Oh, it just takes your breath away. It's so hot. Don't ever need to experience that. No. That's why I couldn't go to Vegas. Like, I'm glad we went to Vegas when we did. Vegas in January, I'm all for it. Freaking had snow uh, up there in the the Grand Canyon when we uh, took a little detour from Vegas. That was weird, wasn't it? When we went on that Grand Canyon thing, and it was in the... It was like in the 40s up there. And if we were in the lunch, sun, it was in the, in the high 30s. Yeah, but if we were in the sun, we were cooking. Right. But then if we moved into the shade in the tent, we were freezing, and we just kept going mm-hmm. back and forth. Right. It, it, it was it was very odd. Uh, uh, it's funny you you bring up Vegas because I was I'm I'm, I'm not seriously considering it, but it, they're so desperate to get people back out there between the desert heat and the COVID. They're still probably recovering from that. Uh, like you can get rooms for like 10 bucks out there right now. It's like so cheap. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. yeah. my wife, there's no way in hell she would, she would do that. Cause she knows how hot it is. 
Um, but me, I'm I'm such a sucker for a, a good deal. When I, it, it's so hard when you see ten dollars to, to stay at the Rio or whatever, and it's like, God, I, I, how can I turn that down? I, I'm not I'm not going to do it. But I was considering it. I was looking at it a little bit. So. You know, it's, it's cheap. It wouldn't. It, I don't think honestly, really, would it be that bad to go to Vegas when it's this hot? Because when you think about it, everything is so connected. And if you're staying at, just stay at your casino during the day. Exactly. You're not walking out there in the street when it's 100 and whatever degrees. Right. If you are, if you are, you're you're walking to the next building or you're walking across the street. Yeah, but I'm thinking about like when we were taking like the bus and we were just standing out there in the street. Uh -uh. No, no, no. no, I don't think you want to do that in in, in these temperatures. No, no. yeah, you're I right. Go from casino to casino yeah. uh, in their in their uh, connected way and and stay in the AC. Yeah, a lot of those buildings are are connected to where you don't have to go outside at all. You just go from casino to casino. Yeah, it was a, right. I was a little surprised by that. I didn't know it was like that, but that's you know very smart, obviously. No, it makes total sense. It was yep. it was an experience. It's hard to believe that's uh, six years ago already. Yeah, a long time ago. I mean, we we keep talking about it. We got to get back. It's so much fun. At least once. Got to get back to yeah. one time. Yeah, because what we see five percent of what there was to see. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> and, and we still saw a lot. We, you know, on the monorail and all. Oh, that, yeah. And took took the bus to, to old old Fremont. Uh, although someone uh, mm-hmm. someone had a had a shooting on Fremont Street recently, so oh, I can't escape that. Fun. Yeah, exactly. Just like the old West. <laughs> right, bring it back to the guns. Uh, always can't get away from the guns. Always gets back to the, the guns. authentic experience. <laughs> um, and and Biden's gas crisis. We we uh, had some fun with that on Twitter as well, talking about the all the uh, the the slamming and and shaming oh, he was man. getting for the for the high gas, and then all the praise and love he was getting now that the gas is coming down a little bit. And I'm like. Do you people not understand that he's not sitting there with a button pushing the gas price up? He has nothing to do with that. <laughs> well, the hell? it was so bad, too, because, you know, I really feel bad for and all of this is Putin, because apparently all of the uh, gas increases were all his fault, because it was like with the Putin price hike and the Putin tax and all that stuff. But then when the prices went down, nobody gave Putin any credit. Right. Yeah, it, either either way. The I didn't see one... that thanks Putin hashtag on Twitter. <laughs> uh, if one guy is, is getting all the blame for it, and, and he should be getting the credit, I guess, when it comes down. But uh, how about recognizing the forces at work and, and realizing that it's got nothing to do with one guy? One, There is no one guy right. uh, here or in Russia that's controlling the gas prices. It's just it, it's a lot more complicated than that. But complicated. So, yeah. That well, you, 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 you even uh, went out and pointed out the. They pointed out to me that uh, the tweet that Biden had put out about uh, was he scolding the gas station owners trying to lay this on that it was like every, it was everybody else's fault. <laughs> I think it was more the the, the you know the owners the, the oil uh, the people, the, yeah, and, but he was basically 
telling them to to put to, to put the gas prices back down. And you, you, no, they're not going yeah. to. You, like, you like, can say that. Like if you just said pretty please, pretty please with sugar <laughs> on top. Uh, yeah, I, I really hated that. I hate politics. I, I really because pretty bad because you, you you can sit up there and and be tough guy on Twitter and say I'm telling the owner the gas owners and the oil owner they, they're not listening to you they're not going to do anything you say ever so it doesn't matter but but he wanted to make his statement and make it seem like he was the tough guy so good on him I guess whatever well, we talked deliver, we covered a lot that's kind of what I deliver me from all of this we were we're all over the place on this show. Uh, again, we could fill up two hours, three hours every day. There are people that do show, that do talk shows four yeah. hours a day, five days a week, and they they get commercial breaks and they get to have producers and they get to yeah. have showrunners and and figure things out and get ideas from them. And we don't have any of that. It's just you we and me start, doing what we do. We could just sit around and be idiots and come up with like top ten lists and and off season oh, power rankings and. <laughs> Anything to to generate debate and 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 people getting mad about stuff and it's so dumb. I, I, trade grade. Or, you, or you made fun of uh, Baker Mayfield getting a trade grade. <laughs> trade grade. We're gonna grade the trade. They graded the trade. Players haven't For, played uh, at all, and we're gonna grade how this trade went. And they tried to give the Panthers like an A minus and the. And, and the and the uh, and the Browns a D. It's like, really? <laughs> I mean, Baker, that's when I was making my posts on there about how Baker's not that good. Ah, uh, you just a you're dick. To... What, 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 you're a dick rider at Coxfoot. What, what is it called? No, no, that wasn't the one. A dick eater. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. No, but, but any opinion that you put out, yeah, you're just a dick eater. But yeah, trade grades. Like we 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 spent a whole draft aftermath doing nothing but knocking. <laughs> trade grades and and how nonsensical they were, right? Draft grades, yeah. Draft grades, right? But now we get trade grades. Whatever gets people clicking and talking, that's all. That's, that's all it's all about. That's all it is, just get get people engaged and talking and calling each other cock eaters. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that's it. You we we miss our our call. Lock the secret. Yeah, we we missed our calling. Just find a way to get everybody arguing and call each other cock eaters, and then say we're they're gonna go to a parade and shoot you, and, and that takes care of everything. <sighs> All right, I'm good. Yeah, I think we're I think we're finally finished here. Um, Cover every possible topic in and out. Sorry, and you know what? We didn't. I have not said a single word on this show or even or the last show since all these reports have come out about uh, Vince McMahon uh, paying oh. all these women hush money that yeah. he sexually assaulted and, and had sexual relations with uh, inappropriate relations. Um, and Wall Street Journal has been putting out hit piece after hit piece on him. I don't know what prompted all of this, but all of a sudden it's been reported and discovered that Vince McMahon has years and years of, uh, millions and millions of dollars of hush money going to women that he had affairs with uh, or was accused of raping um, in some cases. Uh, and to, to which I, all I can do is shrug my shoulders and say, it's, it's Vince McMahon. How do you have yeah, like, people not come on <laughs> yawn? 
How did you not know that he was this type of person? The the first thing that popped in my mind when I heard about all this was he had an angle with a female wrestler. I don't know how familiar you might be with her. It was named Trish Stratus. Uh, yeah. She was a Canadian uh, fitness model. She was hot as fuck. Um, there's pretty much nothing about her that you could point a, a, a flaw uh, at. She was basically perfect. And he had an angle years ago where he was cheating on his wife with her. And he, this is when WWF was really having really goofy, stupid ass uh, angles and stuff. Uh, the wife, Linda McMahon was, was playing a role like she had taken uh, some, some, uh, some drugs. Like he was drugging her and making her sit in a wheelchair in a catatonic state. So that was the, uh, the angle was that she was uh, motionless and they would be in the middle of the ring in front of 20,000 people. And Linda had to sit there uh, acting like she was catatonic. And meanwhile, Vince McMahon is taking Trish Stratus and shoving his tongue down her throat in front of everyone. And I'm like, really, this is the wrestling angle you guys could come up with was the owner was so hot and, and powerful that he could uh, drug his wife and make her sit there and watch. That is so obviously him playing out his sexual fantasies in front of everybody that he wishes he could have his wife sit there and watch him fuck all these hot women. Like, come on. Uh, so, no, th- there's no surprise at all that he was that type of person to have all these uh, non-disclosure agreements and all these women that can't uh, comment on who exactly they are because they signed all these NDAs and he's got all this hush money. No surprise, no uh, reaction at all except to, to say that uh, when Donald Trump got elected, I said, you people took a guy who was born on third base, thought he hit a triple, had no uh, right to be as successful as he was in life, except he got all this seed money from his daddy to, to, to get things going and was able to build a, a successful company, but ne- had no social value, had no redeeming qualities, had no real human connection with anybody. Uh, you guys just elected Vince McMahon president of the United States. I don't understand why you did that. And boy, was I on top of that one. I could not have possibly called that more perfectly than I did. It turns out they have a lot more in common than I thought because I didn't know Vince McMahon had all these uh, sexual assaults in this history. But there you go. Vince McMahon and in all of his glory with all his non-disclosure agreements and, and no surprise at all that's come out. And by the way, his, his response to that was to step down as CEO of WWE. Who stepped yes. up to be CEO? His, his daughter. daughter, Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah, that solved everything. Uh-huh. I think, yeah. My, uh, that was my thoughts on all that. What's wrong with that? Come on. <laughs> sure. Step right in. Jeez. No problem. Yeah. Just takes right over, you know. Seamless. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? Do you have anything else at all? I know I slipped no. out in the last second, but uh... no, I'm good. No, that's all good. Right. We've literally covered everything and more <laughs> than I expected <laughs> to, and that hope you have a good trip. And uh, we will do this again for baseball HOF. Sounds good. Coming back on the uh, 23rd of 24th. July. 24th. Well, I'll be. I'm we'll sorry. be doing our show on the 24th. Yes, Sunday the 24th, baseball, all of infamy, hosted by Jay. That will be our next show. Hopefully you will all join us then, and hopefully you enjoyed whatever the hell that was the last two hours. (laughs) Talk to you then.
With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.